It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to another edition of Off The Leash with thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927 and GRV social media channels as well. You're with Andrew Cues in just a moment. Andrew Copley and uh, George Ferruja in the studio. But of course, uh, we're missing a very special co-host. Well, today, of course, is the wedding of Molly Haynes. She can't be with us, that's obvious. And Andrew Copley and George, what a big day it is for Molly this afternoon. Huge day for Molly, yeah. She's getting married to James Shaw, a greyhound trainer formerly of New Zealand. And the wedding is going to take place at a winery in the Geelong region. So on behalf of all the Off The Leash team, congratulations to Molly and James. So does that mean stationery, this program, all of the uh, references now? Is she taking a new surname once uh, today's ceremony is over? She is no longer a Haynes. She'll become a Shaw. So uh, Molly Shaw it is after today. George, you've been tipping well enough that the wedding gift is a super one. Yeah, no skimping on a wedding gift, and uh, congratulations to Molly and James. Uh, as we said, uh, Molly's put a lot of work in during the Australian Cup Carnival, so she deserves uh, a little bit of uh, time off, Andy. Couldn't agree more, George. She's a, a, an absolute workhorse, Molly, so um, yeah, deserves a very special day indeed. Yes, let's hope it goes a, a treat. Good luck to Molly. Don't think the pre-wedding um, preparation would include uh, listening to this program in the background, <laughs> but you never, never know. All the best, Molly. Speaking of having a uh, great day, what a great night it was at Horsham. And, of course, what a terrific win in the feature. Ready? Racing. Orson Allen began well in the centre. Nervous and weird came out running. Italian Plastic Wider Axel Footloose the centre. Followed by Blue Striker Baruga Brett. Well back early. Bobby Diamonds Aston it is. Off the back it's Nervous and weird in front by two legs. Orson Allen's got his work cut out. Then Italian Plastic the outside. Blue Striker Axel Footloose Baruga Brett. Bobby Diamonds into the straight. Nervous and weird in front. Orson comes up the rail. Orson Allen, the awesome Orson, got right up on the rails and the king of the country comes, does it again. Orson Allen by three. 26 it would prove to be a track record. Andrew Copley, um, not often in the same call do we hear the terms has his work cut out and then track record. No, that's exactly right. You, you've summed it up there because, look, it's one thing for a greyhound to break a track record, but to do it in the heat and the pressure of a big race final and after copping interference because he did try to sneak into the rail uh, earlier in the race and, and probably lost a couple of lengths, so to break the track record under those circumstances is pretty extraordinary and pretty rare, George. Yeah, look, he's a special greyhound, isn't he? He's just starting to to build up a record now, uh, Andrew, that's uh, befitting of his ability. I think he um, jumped onto the scene running 29.80 as a young dog at the Meadows. And even though he hasn't won a Group 1 race, he's now won back-to-back country cups, track records. He's broken some sectional records. Uh, and he goes into the Perth Cup this Saturday night as one of the leading contenders. No doubt about that. His record now stands at 47 starts for 23 wins. He's won over $300,000 in prize money. Interestingly, trainer Corey Grenfell, the young 25-year-old who's doing a stellar job with Orson Allen, he wasn't at the Horsham Cup. He was at uh, James Shaw's Bucks party. So so he missed out on the spoils there, but I'm sure he had a a good night out there at... uh, 
at, at they're actually at, at the Flemington races. There you go. Just a, a shout out too for for Corey. He's done a really good job mm. at this greyhound because uh, if you consider he's been up for the Cranbourne Cup, right throughout the Australian Cup Carnival, short back up into the Horsham Cup. Hey, to have him spot on in that final was a tremendous effort. Absolutely, and runner up in the Temley as well. So you know that's yep. the best of the best in a Group One. So um, yeah, he's getting close to that first Group One win and probably the hottest sprinter in Australia right now. I'd suggest. George, it paid uh, odds against. It was an interesting betting uh, move over the course of the week. Some people had it odds on at times, then it eased a fraction. What did you make of the final dividend there? Yeah, look, I think it was probably about right. Look, all he needed to do was, I think, uh, clear Baruga Brett, who was his nemesis in that Tem Lee, Andrew, as you know. And once he began better than him, I think the race was was pretty much over. I know Nervous and Weird was a terrific run for second and Italian Plastic third, but he was always going to have um, Nervous and Weird's measure up the straight, I feel. Oh, he was. He just needed that bit of a clear run. So he was about 270 for most of the week, and then uh, yeah. he came into 220 um, as, as he won the race. All right, uh, let's move on to um, a greyhound that is not going to be uh, at stud anymore. This story was broken by Simone Fisher, part of the GRV team, and hosting Talking Greyhounds on RSN last weekend. Andrew? Yeah, that's right. Barsha Bale, just an absolute uh, phenomenon in the, staying, uh, in the stud ranks. I mean, for the last probably almost 10 years, George, you'd know better than me exactly how long he's been at stud. Well, it can't be 10 because he's only nine years old. It feels like he's been around for a long time, but... Yeah. Um, just looking through the list of greyhounds he's produced, the likes of Dinah Double One, Aston DB, Raw Ability, Mapunga Blazer, Baruga Brett, who we just mentioned was in the Horsham Cup, Bar Carly and Fast Times. Now, they're all Group 1 winners. And then you look at some of the others. Mystic Wright, who won the first million-dollar race. Nervous and Weird, who was in the Horsham Cup, ran second. Beast Unleashed and Miss Splendor Miro, two of the big guns going around. So, geez, in terms of um, depth, I don't think there's many... Stud dogs, you know, other than Fernando Bale that sort of go with him at the moment. No, and if you have a look at that list, all of those dogs will probably go to stud themselves or already are at stud. Of course, Donna Double One's already at stud and Aston DB and Mapunga Blazer are getting a few females now. I think it was in the two, 2016 season, Andrew, he threw more winners in the calendar year than any other stud dog had ever done in the history of our sport, which is, is an right? incredible effort. And yeah, look, uh, he's been a, a terrific greyhound. He throws some absolute flying machines, as you mentioned. Well, the good news is, as Simone broke, speaking to uh, Michelle Westervelt, Michelle Westervelt, who is, of course, the, the co-stud master, Michelle announced that while he has retired, they have uh, collected enough semen from him to last another two years. So that's uh, great news for breeders. So we haven't seen the last of his pups yet. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to have a big uh, 2019 if he already hasn't started. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Well, one greyhound retiring from stud. Later on in the program, David Gill would join us because my redeemer is retiring to go to stud. We'll talk to him shortly. Of course, the Horsham Cup on Saturday night was a big highlight, but uh, Andrew and George, there was some pretty uh, big racing at Shepparton also on the weekend. Yeah, there was two two big finals, the Matchmaker and the Classic, and look, both of them $10,000 first prizes, and the favourites won both those races. George, time to talk winning the matchmaker. She's uh, just flying at the moment. And Whiskey Wright, who has a, just a huge future ahead of him. Yeah, look, I mentioned on radio on Saturday, I thought the, the two faves would win and they didn't let us down. Time to talk's been a terrific greyhound for for a little while, hasn't she? Uh, really well bred, trained by uh, Angela Galea. She's won 10 out of 17. It's just that sheer speed that she had. She jumped good, Was looked like she was going to get into a bit of trouble, but she just uh, outpaced them and was too good at 20, in 25-17. And, of course, Whiskey Riot hasn't been too many greyhounds start a career like he has, Andrew. 
No, that's right. 12 starts, 9 wins. And I know Anthony as a party rates him really highly. Anthony's had a lot of superstars through his kennel over the years. So for him to really put his hand up and say Whiskey Wright has a bright future just tells you exactly where he's at. Yeah, look, he was really good. He ran 24.85, which was only half a half a length outside the track record held by Cape Hawk. And, yeah, look, another one of these Fernando Bales going places. That's a long-standing track record, by the way, at, uh, at Shepherd, And that, that's been around for uh, since 2006, Cape yeah. Hawk's track record. It's, a it's been time. some good greyhounds go around Shepherd, and since then uh, yeah. and haven't been uh, able to break it, but they're getting closer. They are. So 24.82 is the record, and Whiskey Wright went 24.85. So uh, we look forward to bigger and better things from that greyhound. Winning the start west on Augie. Beginning quickly was Dinah Harper. Black Opium drives with My Redeemer. Onto the first turn, it's My Redeemer and Black Opium going together with West on Augie. Right behind them, she's gifted. Four lengths away, Notorious Mac. Then Dinah Harper poked the bear to Garni. Last, they run off the back. My Redeemer in front, leading by two. Black Opium sticking on in second placing. Third, she's gifted. Then West on Augie. My Redeemer swung for home in front. Three clear of Black Opium and My Redeemer won the cup. Beat Black Opium. My Redeemer takes the Tab Melbourne Cup. Of course, My Redeemer now retiring to stud and uh, ending a remarkable racing career. And joining us on Off the Leash to have a chat with Andrew Copley and George Ferruja is uh, trainer David Gill. Welcome to the show, Dave. Yeah, thank you. Morning, Dave. It's Andrew Copley here. Congratulations on what was just a remarkable career by My Redeemer. He had 52 starts for 25 wins. We know he's won the two Group 1s, but when you look at how much prize money he won, it was 680-odd thousand. Why the decision to retire him right now, considering he's not yet three years of age? Yeah, hi, Andrew. It was was a hard decision, um, uh, mainly because he was going so well. Uh, but we did have uh, quite a significant amount of interest from breeders and owners about inquiring about straws for the dog and um, for, for my redeemer, and it was mainly because of that that we, we just we thought there might be interest, but uh, it was quite significant. So we just felt that um, we had to try and you know, support that, that those breeders. Dave, George Ferrugia here. Good morning, mate. Um, choosing uh, choosing the right time to retire an elite greyhound at stud uh, requires some strategy. Uh, and I know you're a greyhound trainer uh, first and foremost. How hard a decision was it? Because um, obviously the greyhound's still racing very well. We've seen him run in that Australian Cup. He was fantastic. How hard a decision was it to, to come to, to make sure he, he retired and uh, got some of the females on board? Yeah, it is hard, George, because, as you say, yeah, I am a trainer foremost, and I'll always be that way. Um, but the potential, we knew with his wins in the Melbourne Cup, the Harrison Dawson, and making a, a number of finals, we just felt that his potential at stud was 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 going to be on. And then being a Fernando Bale uh, son as well, um, so even though it was hard, because I, I love being racing in, in like my all trainers, I love being in group ones and group races, and uh, it is hard to sort of you, we're going to miss it for a while at least because we know that every time he, he steps out in group one series uh, heats and semis, we know he's going to be competitive and capable of winning. Uh, you know, one in the, in the future or two, another two in the future. So it is, it was hard, yeah. So, Dave, 
not turning three until May, so generally that's sort of around the time when Greyhounds hit their absolute peak. But do you feel like we saw the best of him on the racetrack? Um, I think so. Some of his runs, Andrew, that were, um, you know, like a 29-12 at Sandown, uh, we did feel that when he ran that, that uh, he was coming off a five-day break on a very hard run at the Meadows on the Saturday where he got trapped out deep and did a lot of work. And we just felt... But he still got up and won, and we won the final. Uh, Ron Nestor Memorial, it was. And, and we felt that when he went 29-12, oh, I had a feeling that he will break 29 at some point, um, for sure, because he went 29-12 on the Thursday. And I just felt that... He's ready to break 29, so yeah, in answering the question, he's, he's probably had the chance, had his chances to do it, and I think even in the future, uh, he, he would be capable. Um, he, he's hit a, he's hit a nice age, and, and the line, the breed does say that, yeah, when they get to around three, they can still sustain, um, uh, you know, what they've previously done. They'll keep it going. Uh, so I don't know if he would have got better, but he certainly uh, would have put some beauties in like he had. Dave, you climbed the mountain on numerous occasions with Uphill Jill, the half-sister to uh, My Redeemer, who was an absolute star in her own right. He won two Group 1s, of course, including the Melbourne Cup. Do you, do you still pinch yourself that a dog you bred and trained won the premier greyhound race in this country, if not the world? Yeah, it is. As times go on, because um, it was a bit of a numb feeling, uh, surreal, when he won the Melbourne Cup. And yeah, it is no doubt the biggest in the race in the world. And and you sort of, um, as time goes on, and you keep watching, re- we've watched replays over and over, and then even listening again, just as it came on to air, that sort of puts um you know tingle down the spine even even then after maybe listening and watching a hundred times and you, you we are we are lucky we're fortunate but uh, i think what has made it even more special is coming on off the back of the golden easter egg with jill his half sister and coming off that and then the melbourne cup in the same year um, then we just keep thinking. You nearly do. You do think about it quite often. That you know, to win those two in the same year, how, how fortunate we were to get two dogs that calibre uh, to do that. And that's what's probably made it even more special, guys. Is that it's coming. Melbourne Cup came off the back of a gold knee streak. Yeah, it's an absolute phenomenal effort by yourself to breed and train dogs of that caliber. Now, Dave, just looking at my redeemer, you mentioned he's the son of Fernando Bale, who is just a, a stud sensation. Um, tell us why you think he'll make a good stud dog. Yeah, quite a number of reasons. Um, he's obviously very fast, very fast dog, but very strong. He's got the temperament. We just know he's got a beautiful temperament, uh, same as his half-sister up here, Jill. They've got the same temperament. You would think they're actually brother and sister, the full brother and sister coming out of the same litter, but um, he's just a beautiful dog, and he, he he's like a pet. He can now like he become a pet, but when he gets to the track and that he gets to those kennels and he knows it's race day, he just changes. He's a different dog. We actually see a different dog, and he, 
he crosses that, uh, he gets that white line fever uh, using the AFL terms, I suppose, but he, uh, he just switches into a different mode and you wouldn't think he was going to do it. And and I think being the Fernando Bale's son uh, as well gives us a, a lot of a confidence that uh, Fernando Bale has been absolutely sensational at, at stud, the, the strong, the strength that he's thrown and the pace. And we think with my redeemer, the bonus we've got with him is not only having Fernando Bale to put pace into his potential pups in the future, and, and my redeemer having pace as well. Um, but he's half sister Jill, and then he's got he's got brothers like Fernando Drums and Emerald Rainbow who, who could run eleven oh six at Geelong second splits, and what a, they've won a lot of races. And and those two brothers of his can run eleven oh six, eleven oh seven, and they had brilliant pace. And then where's the Monica, the mother, uh, throwing just extreme pace? Um, into her uh, 20-odd pups that she's had, over 20 pups. And so we do believe that with all those sort of factors, it, it is looking good um, through, you know, he's what they call the old-timers call the old tin-haired uh, dogs, the tin-haired chasers, and that's what I regard my redeemer as. He's just a tin-hair sort of, they just chase. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's looking quite... Um, you know, exciting in the future, and even though I would rather him racing, but um, yeah, but the breeders and the owners of, of uh, pups, uh, you know, the breed litters, for just the enormous interest we had, we felt that what happens is you lose those people. If we keep racing my redeemer, we lose them because when they come on season, obviously the bitches. Uh, they, they go elsewhere. They'll just go and, you know, of course, they'll use other dogs. And So we estimated we could lose, um, you know, 240 pups on the ground. That's what we've estimated we could lose if we didn't do what we did. Yeah, no doubt, Dave. You can get a head start now as a son of Fernando. Just quickly, mate, before we let you go, are there any particular bloodlines you think uh, he'll um, click with? He's got Brett Leaning, which is another factor, I suppose, with throwing paces, talk about pace, and he's got Brett Lee in him. And Brett Lee was a phenomenal uh, stud, as we all know. And now Fernando Bale, he's, he's dead. But I think the USA, uh, Kelso's Fusilo, the father of Fernando Bale, um, which is clicked with, you know, when you have a look at some of the, the bombastic um, Shiraz uh, bitches and and those that sort of line where you and then some of the um, uh, Brett Lee uh, some of the offspring not too close you know even though he's Brett Lee but one bitches have got Brett Lee in them going back you know maybe four or five generations but being out of sort of Fernando Bale and Brett Lee I think it just opens the, the door wide open to to just a number of different lines, um, but especially at Bombastic Shiraz. David, uh, well done. It is, I guess, uh, mixed emotions. The Grey are no longer racing, but let's hope that uh, success at stud may one day see uh, many a winner on the racetrack for my redeemer. Thanks for taking the call today. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Great. David Gill there, my redeemer no longer racing and off to stud. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. And you are with Andrew Cuse, Andrew Copley, George Ferruja. 
Well, let's talk about the uh, watchdog and uh, the watchdog. I believe. Well, it's we say it every week. Another successful weekend. Yeah, it was a pretty successful one too, Andrew. Picked six out of twelve at Shepparton on Saturday, and then also on Saturday six out of eleven at the Meadows. So, oh, so that was on Friday at the Meadows. Um, they had that change of day. But one of the winners at the Meadows was Lectra Spring, paying five dollars sixty. And now for your free form guides and expert selections on all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply download the new Watchdog mobile form guide app. So it's available via Google Play and the App Store. So that's what we're saying now. We're directing punters to the new Watchdog mobile form guide through the App Store. (laughs) Terrific. Uh, All right. Um, Moving on to the uh, litter of the week. And uh, we're focusing on a litter side by Aston DB out of Belzeringen. Yeah, look, uh, two Group 1 winners here. wasn't a hard decision this week for Litter of the Week, uh, Andy. Uh, the Litter was uh, bred by Glenn Pask for the four Frothy Syndicate. Of course, they had so much success with that uh, Litter. Kinlock Bray, absolute stunner, including Balza Ringin, Blazon Bomber, uh, Ring the Bell. Uh, they were terrific Litter. They won over a million dollars. Balza Ringin herself, she was outstanding stay. She won 21 out of 52. She won nearly 300000 in prize money. Of course, she won the RSN Sandown Cup. Uh, and Aston DB uh, took out the Group 1 Melbourne Cup. So two of the bigger races at Sandown, and they've uh, uh, mated now. Um, she's had uh, a couple in the litter. I think there was about four in the litter. She's already a proven producer to uh, Belzeringen. She had a litter to Banjo Boy, and there's a couple that uh, have one in town already. Um, Aston DB, of course, is a pretty much a first-season sire, so he's yet to prove himself at stud, but he is getting... Uh, good numbers at stud, and he's getting quality females as well. So you'd suggest that uh, he will make it as a stud dog. Yeah, can't wait for those. I know none of those will be for sale. I'm guessing there's a, only a small litter, and I reckon Glenn and the boys will be keeping all of them. So watch out for them in about uh, 17 or 18 months' time. All right, uh, on to the uh, Gap Dog of the Week. Um, is a greyhound named uh, Tony uh Perhaps not as extravagant the naming there, I must say. I always give the Gap people a uh, huge rap for some of the very uh, wonderful names. We had uh, Scuba Steve, I think, a few weeks ago, and also very exotic names. But um, Tony, Tony is the name of the Gap Dog of the Week. So he's a pretty bland name now, but he did have a pretty unusual race name, Andrew Copley. He certainly did, Cusy. He used to race under the name Monster Jam Jack, and he was actually pretty talented, winning eight races from 43 starts. Bred by Olivia Alcock, who does a terrific job in the administration side at the Trelgan Greyhound Racing Club, including when the recent fires were up there in the Gippsland region. And look, Tony, he's just a beautiful black greyhound, and he... He actually thinks he's a fish. Loves to swim, apparently. Oh, really? So, yeah. So if you've got a pool or something that you can um, get your dog to have a swim in, maybe Tony might be the dog for you. You can find out more about him and all the other greyhounds available for adoption by going to the website gap.grv.org.au. Monster Jam Jack's got a pretty trendy name. I, I gather a lot of greyhounds that are adopted just are given uh, dog names that the families want to, but I'm sure there might be a percentage or two that are... Very keen to know what the race name was, and I could even see that dog going back to be calling Monster or Jam or something like that. Have you ever heard of greyhounds being renamed again what they were as a race dog? Because that's the policy, isn't it? We go from a racing name to a gap name, but some of the families might want to go back to the racing name to a point. Well, it generally starts before they race. Like right. They'll have a kennel name when they're pups. Um, often those kennel names are 
probably not suitable for racing for whatever reason. They want something a bit more sort of punchy as their race name. But, um, yeah, so they often revert back to their original yeah. puppy name when um, when they retire. So. And if you go to a park and someone yells out something bail and 50 dogs come running towards <laughs> you, it, it probably isn't the best thing to do, isn't it? I can understand why you have to change their names. <laughs> so, so there you go. All right. Well, that wraps up another edition of uh, our Off the Leash program. Once again, we started the show by saying well done. I guess, Andrew, we should say well done again to Molly because, as we mentioned, she's getting married today and you're off to the wedding. I am, yeah. It should be a, a ripping evening uh, tonight. And um, just before we go, Cusy, we should also mention the Murray Bridge Cup over oh, yes. in um, yeah, the original, the inaugural I've never heard one. of that track. No, a new track. Um, very focused on welfare over there in South Australia. And four Victorians have made it through. Crook Me Kindly and Pennyworth for Jessica Sharp, Aston Valletta for Benjamin De Virgilio, and also the favourite, I Got It, for Andrew Paraskeva. So good luck to the Vicks over there in South Australia for the inaugural Murray Bridge Cup on Sunday. Terrific. Uh, Andrew Copley. George Ferruja will see you next week. See you, mate. Thanks, Kuzi. This has been Off the Leash for GRV. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.